Please connect the dots. Get up and dance. Come on, the music is beckoning you. All right, too late. Music's off. Listen, this is Connected Dots Radio Show. Uh, this is your host, Tom Edison. This is BBS Radio. Yeah, globally broadcasting BBS Radio. This is Connected Dots Radio Show. This is Tom Edison, your host. Hey, you want to call into the show? 888-627-6008. But if you want to use the regular number, you can do... Uh, 323-744-4831. Hey, it's your choice. It's your world. It's my world. It's our world. Ah, it's Mother Earth's world. That's right. Do you know Mother Earth is a consciousness? It's not just a make-believe fairy story. I talked about this before, but yeah. Mother Earth has a consciousness as a planet. You know, uh, hey, you can find out about that. Read in my book, Connected Us Theory. I'll explain to you some of the encounters I've had. You know, I speak from experience when I talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, just had a drink of Mother Earth's great tasting water. That's right. Do we give thanks for that every day? We ought to be. I mean, one of the most satisfying drinks around, water. That's it. Hey, you know, you're made up of 70% water. I think your brain is 95% water. Or something like that. But go look it up. Google it, man or girl. You know, um, I don't know. It's just... More uh, annoying things happening in the world today, but we have to give it a little attention. You know, mainstream media is still playing the same song and dance. They got the quack doctors out there still trying to tell you that the data shows the vaccines are working. You know, it's a vague statement they keep making. All, All their statements are vague, and they try to manipulate you with the words. Just like... Uh, you've been manipulated your whole life by uh, radio, TV, especially TV, otherwise known as the YouTube. Uh, of course, they have some good uh, informative shows on once in a while. It's not all bad. But uh, let's take, uh, you know, just for curiosity or, or let's say just for amusement, let's uh, have you ever bothered to notice that uh, the news, the TV nowadays, free TV, that they engage in this, uh, whatever they talk about on the news, everything, or even in the newspapers, they've been doing this for hundreds of years, even before uh, TV, using key phrases that always connect, key words, rather, that always connect is something violent, you know? People laugh at the Three Stooges, but uh, if you uh, took away the sound and watched the actions, they, they engage in some pretty violent stuff. And, of course, they tried to make it sound funny, and it is funny in some cases, uh, you know, with the uh, the backup of the, of the sound effects to make it. Somebody hit somebody, and you hear a big bong, you wouldn't hear that in real life, nor in real life with people getting banged over the head like that. They would be seriously injured. And uh, But in the Three Stooges comedy things, which we all have watched and find some of them are hilarious, the, uh, you can't help but laugh. you got to move beyond the violence and the insanity and uh, appreciate the humor being delivered there, but they're doing all these violent things and, and nobody's getting seriously hurt. And uh, that creates a, a fantasy, uh, kind of fantasy, you know, and it almost kind of um, makes it okay to do violence. Hey, three stooges, nobody really gets hurt. Hey, 
But when it comes to real violence, people get seriously hurt, and we gotta really avoid it. And you know, look at the, uh, and like I said, the words they use. I guess we could start with the old uh, newspapers. Somebody, uh, you know, uh, bludgeons to death this person, this football team, uh, slam dunks the other team, this person slams that, the president slams so-and-so. Those are violent terms. Uh, they kill the opponent, you know. What's, you know, getting using these words that... Uh, Oh, my God, the list goes on and on, and you find it everywhere, you know, just for, for the sake of looking for those words. You look, you watch mainstream media news, any show, and you'll see in the course of that show, they use words that are connected with violence. You know, slam is one of the favorite ones. Um, it, you know, I can't remember them all. This is too many, but you start looking at that and taking notice. TV uh, news shows constantly uh, using words that are connected to violence. And plenty of movies that way, too, and the Three Stooges, uh, you know, they're promoting violence indirectly uh, with some of their antics. And we've all learned to accept this and love it and laugh at it. And uh, it's just another way uh, we've been brainwashed. Now, if you were listening to the show before this, uh, E.T. Yoga, uh, the host, uh, Charles Green, was talking about uh, positive thinking and uh, creating your own reality with your thoughts. So that's why these things are harmful, because you start thinking of three stooge antics and thinking it's okay to do those things, and you're creating uh, scenarios that the universe thinks that you really want. Doesn't, when the universe doesn't understand that you're joking around, uh, you're enacting these things using these words, I'll beat your brains in and stuff like that, you know, and the universe is taking it seriously and, and uh, trying to respond with those kind of scenarios popping up in your life. So it's not good to be mimicking violent talk, violent uh, actions, and TV is uh, full of them, all the new sitcoms and stuff like that, and people are doing horrible things to each other. And uh, the so-called soap operas on TV, again, it's the Bluetooth TV misguiding you. You know, people have spent their whole lives watching these scenarios. Oh, she stabs that one in the back. Yeah, that one's kicking on that one. This one uh, is doing that one wrong. Uh, this person swindled that person out of money. And... You you are thinking about this, and your thoughts are being projected out to the universe, you know, and the universe doesn't respond to the TV signal, it responds to your thinking. Um, so you're promoting a lot of bad things by watching these things and uh, uh, thinking it's okay and accepting it as normality. You know... Uh, my grandmother used to say all the time, <laughs> say only good things, and she was right. Of course, I didn't realize how right she was uh, back when I was hearing that as a little child. I was a little monster like everybody else's, wanted to go out there and play and be crazy and uh, be a member of the game. Yeah, that's it, you know, or be Mr. Cool in school. I mean, because this is where it was at. And it still is at in some way. It's a good thing uh, the school thing has got disrupted because that'll end that social click thing of school that's perpetuated from generation to generation. And that's good in the sense that uh, what, uh, of course, indirectly, uh, children in school were being taught bad habits because. The hallways were ruled by the bullies, if you know what I mean. And we've had plenty of movies showing this, and we have plenty of high school movies showing about the cliques. And this one group runs the whole school basically out of fear and intimidation. And usually there's people that are extremely good-looking in these groups. And uh, that further 
manifest the thing. Well, you got to be good looking. You want to be cool. You want to roll. You have to still look good. You can't be ugly and do it. Uh, you know, back in the old gangster movies, some of the, the gangsters, they weren't pretty. They were ugly. But when, um, with the school uh, scenarios, the social aspects of it, pretty much you have to be good looking to be or extremely big and, and rude and crude and tough uh, to be ruling your school. And um, all these things have been manifesting and being played out in um, society. And like I said, it's a good thing that uh, school's been disrupted already. And may we never go back to the insanity it used to be. It was so chaotic unless you were at the top of the feeding chain as uh, <laughs> going through school. And um, that's part of everything right there. And it goes back to like Charles Green was saying in the last show, positive thinking. So you want to put your positive thoughts out there. You want to speak positive things. You want to bring forth love into the world. You want to make people happy. You know, it's actually quite enjoyable to make people happy. It's not that difficult either. Sometimes all it takes is a smile, sometimes a kind word. And uh, that's what's wrong about the masks, you see. And that's what, of course, the bad guys look this one up. They want to isolate people. They don't want us smiling at each other. Um, you know, they don't want us uh, socializing. They don't want us flirting with each other. They don't want us to do anything but obey them. In fact, they want to keep you locked in your home. You know, it's your private jail cell. Look at that. Occasionally, uh, if you have your papers cor uh, correct, you can uh, call the police department and get permission to go to the supermarket. That's the kind of society they want us in, and they're, they're working towards that as quickly as possible. And they've imposed it in some areas and forced people and others. Look what's going on in China. Man, the crazy uh, premier locks down a whole city of 22 million people. Hey, remember when New York City used to be the capital, the most populated city in the world? Well, that's long, long gone. You know, uh, that lasted into like maybe the 1960s. But, you know, now we've got cities in China, 22 million, uh, you know, other big cities around the world, 20 million. I mean, it's beyond comprehension. New York still um, was the capital of the world until this uh, scandemic came forth, and then the uh, uh, the phony politicians uh, closed, uh, totally, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> totally destroyed the city with stupid decree, totalitarian degree, <laughs> decrees, stupid totalitarian decrees from the mayors of New York City. Yeah including the current one. Man, this guy is just nothing but a, a rubber stamp copy of the, of the last one, pretty much. He said, oh, they changed the color on them. That's it. You know what? I think I know that another swig of uh, Mother Earth's delicious water. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good to the last drop. Anyhow, uh, I used to uh, Coca-Cola used to be my, and this isn't a plug for Coca-Cola by no means, Coca-Cola used to be my favorite drink. Um, it's just, you know, back, I can remember when it came in the small, used to be able to buy this small glass bottle, and uh, it tasted way better back then. And, of course, uh, through time, I found out that uh, the government had cracked down and probably would bribe money too, uh, to take all the, uh, basically, all the uh, cocaine out of Coca-Cola. That's why it's cocaine, cola, Coca-Cola, get it? Uh, yeah, there was a significant amount of what they would, uh, the government was calling narcotics too much in Coca-Cola. That's why everyone loved it. Things did go better with Coke. And that kind of ruined the taste to some degree. And then they started putting it in plastic and in cans. And that further degraded the taste to some extent. You know, 
Uh, and what you get today, and you buy a Coca-Cola today, it's a far cry from what it used to be. You know, Coca-Cola was invented by a pharmacist. You know, back when uh, things like cocaine and heroin were legal. That's right. Everything was legal at one time until they started making things illegal. Who was doing that? The governments, of course. The governments have been the problem throughout history. You know? Uh, and they still are today, and they're all totalitarian today because they've all been bought out. I've explained it before. The banks, we have fiat currencies all around the world, not backed up by anything. And uh, the banks, or the bankers, who are part of the world control conglomerate, uh, can print up as much money they want. Um, and uh, so consequently, there's really enough money in their hands to bribe everybody in the planet, or at least everyone they need, to be bribed to take control of your government, just like they've done in every country right now, including the United States. Well, they were hell-bent on uh, taking control of the United States back from the the day they built Washington, D.C., you know, you can uh, take it out, you know, do your own investigation on Google, see how, see the shape of the original Washington, D.C., a square, uh, you know, sitting on its point, for, uh, you know, 45 degrees out of kilter with the true directions. You go, if you go down to Washington, D.C., you'll see uh, most of the streets, like northeast, uh, uh, Drug Street, Southwest, Idiot Street, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dumb Congress Boulevard, Northwest. Uh, you know, they've all got these, you have to have a double direction attached with every uh, street. But as I point out in my book, Connected Dots Theory, and I encourage you, you know, I only make a, f- a few bucks if there's a sale or something like that out of it. But every little bit would help because I live below the poverty level. You know? Every dime I get goes into, uh, you know, paying for the broadcast of this show, you know? We have to pay for the people who uh, work the electronics uh, to do the global broadcasting. You know, it takes a lot of money to do that. If I had to do this myself with a tin can, I guess only my neighbors uh, across the street might hear me. Uh, and, uh, but I'm reaching a bigger audience. So, you know, you got to pay for certain things in life. You can't expect things for free. Certain things we can get from free. Look at our dear mother earth. She gives us air to breathe for free. She gives us all the food we could possibly eat for free. That's right. Food is being manipulated by, uh, by, uh, business people, you know? And, of course, there's an ongoing effort to destroy all the natural food by psychopaths like uh, G- Devil Gates. Yeah, that's his first name, really. Yeah. Uh, it's on his birth certificate, Devil Gates, you know. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's part of the New World Order. He, he's engaged in uh, mass genocide with vaccines and all kinds of shit like that. Oh, Yeah. And uh, these people are ruining our world. What can we say? You know, uh, so much of the earth has been polluted, but it's going to change. The new reality is coming in, and Mother Earth is going to get cleansed, and then we're going to have pure water again, pure air, pure food growing off the trees and off the plants. And then will be void of the evil, you know? That's why the, that's why the whole thing, the event has to happen. That's why it's been planned to happen, a planetary ascension, because this is, our planet Earth has been the last stronghold of the dark side, and boy, do we know it. There's still, uh, the ones that are still here looking to die hard and lose the battle, even though they've been told they're going to lose. They can't win against superior forces, the forces of the light. Uh, with the love vibrations are much stronger than anything the dark side could ever dream up. And they've dreamed up some real good ones, too. And that's why it's making it so difficult for the changeover to happen, because there's a lot of diehard, dark, dark side in, in, uh, creatures out there that want to 
just, you know, go down fighting, even though they know they can't win, even though they know they're wrong. They just diehards, you know? So unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, this is dragging out. And in the meantime, they, you know, they're, they're in with the fallen angels and the dark forces. That's the fallen angels are part of it. And all the other demonic creatures that feed off suffering and, uh, negative emotions, you know. Unfortunately, they're still here with us, but we can all do our part by making it a bright, sunny day. You know, this this is your sunny day. Just make it that way. I know it's tough with the chemtrails blocking out the sun. Yeah, but that's another thing that's got to be happening. But uh, our attitude is very important because, like they say, we create our reality with our thoughts. So we need to focus on the goodness of people, and people are born good. Don't listen to that religious crap that people are born sinners. Again, that's that's the dark side getting their uh, foot in the door with religion and trying to misinform people through religion. I mean, uh, religions have their good uh, uh, information, and they've uh, unfortunately most religions end up incorporating bad interpretations of any goodness they ever had. Uh, and that's uh, pretty much uh, how it gets played out. And just let me remind you, um, I know that's preached in a lot of uh, 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 churches. I'm most familiar with Christianity because that's the faith of I am, that I am of. You know, my parents were, and um, plus... I went and uh, obtained myself uh, an ordained, I mean, I am an ordained minister of Christ, that's right. And I studied the Bible more than people study in seminary uh, school. And I've been to enough church services to know that there's a lot of misinformation being spewed out at the pulpit and uh, a lot of bad interpretations being passed around as this is how you're supposed to interpret the scriptures. And one of the biggest ones is telling people they're born of sin. No, uh, babies are not born of sin. That's it, 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 That would even be crazy to think. But no sooner than they're born, they can be manipulated by the dark side to accept the dark side's viewpoint of things. And uh, you know, mind uh, manipulation Tricking others to do things is permissible. Uh, yes. So that is an important part to the equation there, you know. And uh, I'm sure that's their justification for doing it. Oh, yeah, it's permitted. Yeah, we can con you into uh, injecting poison into you, just like they did in the ongoing scandemic. They've conned millions and billions of people into getting... Uh, poison injected into their body. And that's what it is. It's poison. There's nothing good in a vaccine. Nothing. Never was. And it was all on a, on a, a contrived idea that if we inject poison into you, into you that's going to strengthen your immune system. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and, of course, they, they, they misconstrue uh, the blood tests or something like that. They, they try to use as proof that they're concoctions are working. Yeah, sure, your immune system uh, increases when poison has been just injected to it. It's trying to get rid of that big load of poison that just got injected into the bloodstream through a needle. Of course, it's going to increase uh, uh, trying to fight this uh, whole boatload of poison that you just stupidly allowed to be stuck into your body. And they've been pulling the wool over your eyes ever since they started that thing with uh, back in uh, with the Spanish lower before that. And of course, the the media, the movie companies, constantly they were showing doctors injecting needles to put people to sleep for devious causes. That should have warned you right there, uh, you know. But they were uh, conditioning you to accept that, just like with the, now the commercials. They're still showing people allowing needles to be stuck into them 
you know, and and unknown substances being injected. And the person injecting it to you cannot prove to you what he's telling you is in there. And if he, in fact, people aren't even told. If you were told they were injecting you with aluminum and lead and mercury and chloroform and and insect DNA, would you really let them do that? But they don't, they don't want to tell you. You know, they just tell the people, "Oh, it's okay." Otherwise, it wouldn't be. We wouldn't be allowed to do this, and people fall to that con. You know, and they because we've all been conditioned from childhood to believe that well, you're. Doctors are the ones to trust, and of course, all the commercials that sell you the pharmaceutical concoctions. If you're watching free TV like I do, to see what the enemy's doing, there are the commercials are in there right after their news is done with uh, showing uh, 20 people jab with needles during the news show. Uh, the commercials come on showing, uh, telling you about all the new concoctions they have from big pharma. And they all tell you, oh, see your doctor and ask if it's right for you. Yeah, this thing, our new drug might uh, cause you to go blind, cause your hair to fall out, and maybe you might even die, but it might be right for you. And and people like our you know, they don't see what's being done with them. You know, they're slamming the door in your face, they're spitting in your face, and they're telling you, you stupid jerk, we're spitting in your face, and you're too dumb to understand what that means. Well, buy this then and stick that poison to yourself. If you're that dumb, we'll sell it to you. And this is what's going on, you know? Not all doctors, per se, are bad people, but the pharmaceutical companies are bad. They never had one product ever that really was good. Well, I'm sure there's probably one or two out of thousands of, of rotten products. I'm sure there's one or two products they make is good. I don't know. Anybody know any of them? <laughs> hey, it's Colin Radio Show. Call us up and tell us what product you think's great. I mean, you've, everyone's been conned. Uh, you know, now the now the lawyers are getting in on the act. You know, uh, if you took uh, bigger aspirin and have uh, heart palpitations, well, don't blame it on. You know, uh, see us. You know, we won money for this and that. You know, if you have cancer now because you use baby powders without uh, <laughs> talcum powder with uh, poisonous substances in it. Um, and you got cancer now, call us. We'll sue that, those rotten uh, companies like J&J. J &J, you know? I don't want to mention any names like J&J, &J, but uh, they're uh, one of the bad guys out there selling bad products, conning people that they're doing good for. Yeah, I guess that's we could call that, well, Johnson Johnson, uh, the bit, we could call them Band-Aids. That's, that's a good product, you know. It, it makes a quick fix uh, on a situation, you know, because people's skin is fragile. You, you know, you can cut your skin quite easily. And uh, it's good to have, put a Band-Aid on it. Uh, it helps it heal faster and uh, less of a scab or whatever. I don't have to explain what Band-Aids are. But, uh, maybe I have to explain that to any ETs that are listening. Yeah. <laughs> Do ETs use Band-Aids? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, uh, do ETs have blood? The little gray ones I hear when their, their skin gets busted open, there's green goo inside. Mm -hmm. um, I have plenty of testimonies to that. And, uh, hey, we have, uh, we have actually uh, so-called regular creatures here on planet Earth. Hey, this is an educational show. I think uh, uh, the horseshoe crabs, those million-year-old million throwbacks from a different age that still exist, and you can see them on the shore sometimes or wash up. Uh, horseshoe crabs, yeah, I think they have blue blood, yeah. A few other species might have blue blood, too. It has to do with uh, if you have a lot of uh, copper in your blood instead of iron, uh, the uh, the color will appear blue. How about that? So, you know, that's something to think about, to talk about. But you want to think about good things happening. Yeah. If 
you're going out on the town, I don't know if the people still go out anymore. I mean, with this uh, uh, scandemic crap, they closed everything down. And when you go out now uh, with dating, like, what is the most important thing you have to ask uh, when you're out on a date now? I mean, first of all, when you're out at the club, the, the, the people in the club, does everybody have a mask on? What do you say, uh, one person to the other, hey, I like your mask, you know? And then she'll, uh, the girl will go, oh, thank you, you know? I like yours, too. Uh, let's go out to my car and take them off. Uh, I got a big back seat. Uh, and then I don't know if it goes that far nowadays, but people used to go out and uh, make out in the back seat or front seat of cars, too. You know, might start in the front seat, but end up in the back seat. Uh, and uh, I don't know if people do that anymore. Of course, it's a lot dangerous now. People have to be concerned about other things, you know. What, what's the, what's the important key question you have to ask on your first date? Everybody has to ask everybody now. Uh, uh, did you take the jab? Have you been vaccinated? Uh, you know, because if you're not vaccinated... Uh, you know, some person's been vaccinated say, well, I can't, I can't uh, uh, touch you. I can't kiss you because you're not vaccinated. And the, uh, vac- in the reverse argument, the vaccinated person uh, wants to find out if the person uh, they like is vaccinated before you kiss them or anything because they, they're concerned about you shedding the poison that was injected into your body. You know, what does that say? We have to be that careful. In fact, that's what dating is coming down to. That's the key question of the day. Uh, you know, are you vaccinated or unvaccinated? Because uh, the safest way for two people to come together is two unvaccinated people. Uh, you know, you got to find out, make sure the person, if you're unvaccinated, you want to make sure the person you want to date, kiss and make out, make love to maybe, you want to make sure that they're not vaccinated because if they're vaccinated, they can have poisons in their system that they could pass on to you. Even though you were smart enough not to allow poison to be stuck in your system, the poison they had injected into their system it can shed. That's what they're warning us about now. So that's a predicament we have now going on too, you know? And, um, you know... People are a little going to be a little hesitant for doing some of that French kissing uh, on the first date until they find that out and determine whether they want to be concerned about that or not. And uh, it is something to be concerned about. I mean, put a big damper on multiple relationships, too. And, of course, that's been going on throughout history. People have uh, love for romances on the side. They have their one-night stands. People used to go out to clubs and have one-night stands. Hey, that was one of the best things going on. You meet somebody there, go out parking lot, uh, get laid in the backseat of your car or uh, anywhere in the parking lot, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, then you go back in the club and look for somebody else to meet up with that night. And uh, this is the lifestyle that was going on in America. I'm sure it was going on in other uh, party countries also. And it was free love, and people didn't worry or think about those things, and we didn't have to. You know, sure, it's always a possibility you could get BD, but you could go to the doctor or something that could actually fix that in a couple of days, you know? So, uh, you know, doctors weren't that bad back then, and they made a lot of people happy by giving prescriptions for the famed black beauties, yeah that were really powerful in the original days until the government stuck its tooth. And people loved those things. You know, truck drivers were using to stay up driving all night. Uh, people just took them, uh, you know, uh, to be energetic and have fun, you know. And it was a pick-me-up. And all of the little pills, I think the Rolling Stones had a song about that, the famous Rolling Stones rock band. Uh, one of the original hits back when the original band was together with uh, Brian Jones. They had that song, Mother's Little Helper. And they were talking about the pills to perk you up. They were called Percocets, too, because they perked you up. They were called uh, the little <laughs> black beauties, too, because they were little black pills. And... uh 
party girls, like the kind I used to go out with, uh, whether they they were on a diet or not, they knew that you could just go to the doctor and with a little wink and uh, flirting, you could get the doctor to say, oh, I, you know, I want to lose some weight, you know? And the doctors would just write these prescriptions out, you know, one after another, not questioning, not doing any testing or anything. You just write them out because I guess they were getting kickbacks already from the big pharma. But it was a happy arrangement, you know. It provided a practical thing for people to use. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, people started selling them on the streets, and that's uh, that's what killed the issue uh, because the government got involved in it. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah, kid down the block, he sells his little black pills, he's selling them to teenagers, you know. And of course, they wanted to buy them because it was a product that worked. Um, and when you're young and a teenager, you weren't thinking about, like, it might harm you in the long run. Well, it wouldn't harm you if you only did it a little, you know. Of course, you know, some people, uh, we have the history of famous people getting addicted to uh, uppers, they were called, little black beauties. Uh, and they were, for, you can get the prescription from a doctor. What they prescribe for you nowadays, something similar to that, man. It's it's not really that good. And then they started to actually, when the government started cracking down on the people, the kids selling the uh, people selling the black babies on the street to uh, children. I mean, you know, junior high and high school kids. They uh, nobody was really pushing it on kids. That's makeup crap by the damn government. You know, to try to frighten people into to so they can restrict the lives of everybody. Drug pushers, huh? The drug pushers are the pharmaceutical company. And I've seen some of that sometimes on TV shows. They would have like, yeah, yeah, somebody selling LSD to five-year-olds. Doesn't happen. It's ridiculous. But they were making a story, uh, some episode on some cop show like that. Yeah, and the little boy, he 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 starts tripping, yeah, and he climbs the telephone pole, and they got to call the fire company to get him down from the top of the telephone pole. Now, LSD doesn't make people do stupid things like that. But the TV companies make people do stupid things like that uh, because they think they can sell that. And, of course, uh, the world controllers love that because they want to scare people away from anything that can be used positively. You know, I mean... Uh, people should talk more about that public. I can talk about it freely on this radio station because it's internet radio. There are no sponsors that can cancel the show or cancel their commitment to it. So I can say basically whatever I want, but at the same time, I speak the truth and I can tell everybody out there. Uh, three substances that are positive for people with exceptions, of course, there's always one jerk that it's going to be harmful to. One person might be they might be allergic to it or something. But for 99.9% of the population, marijuana is okay. Maybe then it goes down to maybe 90 to 95% of the population LSD is okay, and mushrooms they have probably 95% in the middle there, uh, it's okay to do, and you won't have any problems. But you will have an experience. It creates these things. These three items will create an alternate viewpoint of reality around you at the time you're high from them, you know? And the uh, you can gain wisdom from LSD in one night. Of course... Before you go out and do that, if you haven't done it before, you have to talk to people that have done it. Don't ask the government. They want to discourage that because government is owned by the New World Order and they want to keep you stupid. But uh, LSD can open your mind and make you think clearly and you'll quickly see uh, what a crazy run world we're in, you know? Because the truth will come at you. Some people can't handle the truth, you know? Uh, and mushrooms are the milder version, you know, 
see some geometric patterns, and you'll see a different uh, perspective on things, and it's more of a mellow thing. And then, of course, marijuana is like, you know, uh, anybody can do that, really. Uh, you know, you just be careful how how you uh, smoke it, inhale it. You know, some some practices of smoking and inhaling, you know, it's too harsh. Uh, so you got to use some common sense. You got to use some common sense with all of this. Everybody that ever did LSD will tell you, you know, do it. First time you do it, do it with your friends so they're there to let you know, hey, it's going to be okay. Tell us what you see, you know, and they'll kind of play along with whatever you're doing. They'll say, wow, look at all the colors. And, you know, I can remember uh, one time, uh, I don't want to say I was, but I I looked down into the sink and uh, there was all these colors around the drain. And then it dawned on me, that's the bacteria around the drain that wasn't uh, properly cleaned with a cleanser or something, or maybe, you know, everything, you know, the kitchen sink, you throw food down and stuff, and, you know, you rinse the sink. Apparently, there's a certain amount of bacteria that remains around the drain where that hasn't been uh, uh, cleaned thoroughly. And they radiate different colors. You can see those colors because your vision is expanded while tripping. And... uh, the paint on the wall begins to move. <laughs> and it's quite amusing, really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, everything takes on a kind of breathing effect. Once you get used to it, it's normal, you know? <laughs> it's a different type of normality, and you can appreciate it. Everything is seemingly better than it normally is because it's a new experience, you know? You're... Uh, uh, Comprehension of time has changed. What you normally would think was like a half hour was only three minutes. <laughs> you know, and of course that's that varies with uh, each time. You know, each different uh, batch you might be dealing with. And uh, you know, there's a kind of a change of perception too with mushrooms. You know, if you want to do it, uh, do all these three. Fall for a start off with pot. You want to make that the first one to try. You know, there's some really good pot out there they call tripping pot because it makes you almost feel like not quite uh, that you were tripping. And, of course, only somebody who tripped could make a judgment like that. But uh, most people are smoking you know, mediocre pot. And uh, it's, it's not uh, so much the pot you smoke, it, but it's... What you do with it, you know? You, if you smoke pot, you should go out and do something then, or sit home and do something, or eat something. You, know, you won't have a problem with that because you get, or get, or you're going to get some munchies. You know, the joke used to be hey, the supermarkets knew what this shit is. They hand it out when you come in the store, let everybody light up. Everybody would get the munchies and they'd buy twice as much groceries. Uh, you know, hey, it's a marketing plan. The, uh, and maybe we'll see those stores in the future. But, of course, in the future, we're going for more pure food. Uh, you know, not the big supermarkets anymore, but, you know, uh, more fresh vegetables bought from farms or grown yourself, uh, picking the fruits off the trees yourself so you don't have to, uh, they have to be sprayed with pesticides, you know, and uh, all kinds of things like that. Things are changing, but that's the that's the uh, the remedy. You know, if you haven't done these things, you got to smoke pot first. It's the first thing to go to, or make some uh, marijuana brownies. Of course, that requires a lot of pot to make marijuana brownies, and the price on this uh, on the marijuana is not going down; it's going up like everything else. Uh, so you basically have to grow a, a certain number of plants in your backyard so you have enough to do things like that, to cook with marijuana. I heard it's good to just eat by itself, too. And it smells great. And it's just, and sometimes you just get high from smelling it if it smells that good. And so that's the first thing to start out with, too. And this is for to expand your thinking. That's what it's about, really. 
that's the positive use of that. It's not to say, oh, I'm wasted. No. It's about expanding your thinking. And actually, it just happens by normally. Uh, people start smoking pot, pot and they start uh, joking about good things. They don't talk about bad things. People drink too much alcohol and they get rude and obnoxious and talk stupid. Uh, so it's uh, way better than uh, drinking alcohol. Of course, a little drink once in a while here and there helps uh, break the ice, so to speak. But uh, that's the first step to expanding your consciousness. That's right. We use these three items, pot, mushrooms, and LSD, to expand our consciousness. Here there's you know, something else called the uh, spirit uh molecule DMT and uh, but the basic three are pot mushrooms and LSD to expand your consciousness and in a good way and uh, bring out the truth you know if uh, if these uh, fake uh, peace negotiations if these if these uh, Politicians were uh, just like they wanted to force us to take the jab, but we for could force them to take LSD. Most of them probably don't uh, indulge in it. They would. They, they would. Uh, would they be able to make peace? Probably not. They'd probably be all paranoid. And uh, but a lot of truth would get uh, revealed. In fact, that should be if, if, you know in court. They should force witnesses on the stand to take LSD because they wouldn't be able to lie too easily. You know, and you want to get the truth out of people, give them some LSD. They'll babble the truth without even knowing it. Yeah, I'm serious. You know, if you want to have a peace conference, everybody there should at least smoke some pot and be in a better mood and they maybe try to be friendly to each other. And of course, if we want our politicians to be honest, uh, if you're if you're a member of the U.S. Congress, you, that's the test to get in. Never mind being elected. If you can handle yourself under uh, while taking LSD and act normally and responsibly, you're entitled to have a position in the government. If you can't handle yourself and you turn into a total baffoon because you're so inapt about how to deal with something that wants to bring out the truth, uh, no, you're fired. Um, that would be a great, uh, what's the word, litmus test for the members of Congress. Yeah. I think that was in the movie once they put that, uh, people snuck in, they, in the, they put LSD in the water system, and everybody in Congress was, uh, like, uh, totally incoherent, and they, uh, got somebody to, uh, put up a bill. I think it was called Wild in the Streets, the movie. Uh, it's a cult movie, like. And they got the uh, Congress to uh, lower the voting age to uh, 14, I think. <laughs> you know, something that the Congress would never do on its own. Uh, and they accomplished that by putting LSD in the water. <laughs> but uh, that would be a great test for anybody in the U.S. Congress or any other parliament or something like that. If you can't handle yourself while taking LSD, you're not qualified to represent the people. So it proves you have you can't even control your own self. Why should we trust you to make decisions for us? And um, these are just some positive aspects of those three things. Uh, Mind-expanding substances. We use them as tools when we're intelligent people. But they're, uh, you know, like I said, LSD is kind of like a truth serum. Makes it hard for people to lie and be deceptive. So it has a potential in that sense also. But they all should be legalized 100%. You know, meanwhile, um, you know, because they didn't get legalized back in the, in the U.S., back in the uh, uh, 70s, what started appearing on the street? More bad stuff. Things like, uh, you know, everything should have been legalized back then. It could have been, it would have been no problem at all because they didn't want something good coming out of this. And they feared that the government, the world controllers. And so what do we end up with? Crack. 
the most stupidest thing ever put out there, and it's still out there today, you know? It's just like a pharmaceutical product. It probably is made by Big Pharma. Uh, you know, uh, you, you uh, take a puff of it, you feel good for five seconds, and then 10 seconds later, you need another puff. And the high doesn't last. It dissipates real. So uh, that's like a big form of product. So you just constantly need it. That's why we have crack whores out there. That's why we have people addicted to crack. Uh, because it's that kind of a substance, you know. Why would you even want to indulge in this stupid shit, too? For But that's what the government uh, wanted to... Uh, push the people desiring experience into crap like that. Unfortunately, they succeeded at that, too. And um, that's another reason why all drugs should be legalized, because uh, the, the three good ones, pot, mushrooms, and LSD, when those are available and people are instructed about taking them and using them properly, Nobody will desire the other ones, really, except under special circumstances. You know, uh, you know, you need to stay up all night. You might want to snort cocaine, okay? But you can't make a habit of that. You can't do it every day, and uh, you can't rely on that. You know, on a, on a rare occasion, you can use that once, but don't go back and use it again unless you have another rare occasion. And uh, of course, the truth. Um, you know, again, if if the good stuff was available, people wouldn't be going after the bad stuff. Everybody would be loving people because those, those three promote love, believe it or not. And the only way you're going to know is if you indulge it and there's a safe way to do it. Believe me, real safe and they're not harmful to your body, believe it or not, whatever. Don't listen to anything that anybody in government says because... They're nothing but lies, liars telling lies that they were told to tell. And I have a full circle back to the evil government again. Well, people need to understand this elections are coming up. Um, they're coming up in other countries before we're going to get them here in the U.S. And people have to stop wasting their vote. Stop listening to the people on TV. Stop playing Democrat versus Republican. You know, right now, the Democrats are in the doghouse. They're the bad guys. But it was the other way around. Back in the, uh, uh, back in the 1960s uh, and 70s, the Republicans were the bad guys. That's it. You know, I mean... Uh, the pendulum swings back and forth. It's all a con game. If you never watch professional wrestling, you ought to. Vince McMahon uh, rules the world, you know? Uh, he's one of the most famous uh, promoters of professional wrestling. It's the WWE. I think they're still around. It used to be the WWF. Uh, you know, famous characters came out of that. Hulk Hogan, you know? Uh <laughs> became an, uh, an idol uh, of popularity and a lot of others. Uh, I can't go through the whole list, but, uh, you know, eventually, uh, if you watch wrestling enough, uh, you get to hear the truth that, you know, all the matches are preordained how it's going to come out. That uh, is told you're going to be win this, you're going to be the winner, and you're going to be the loser. And if you want to receive your paycheck at the end of the day, you're going to play along with it. Anybody who decides they they can't lose the match because it was destined to, they might win that match, but they'll be blackballed from ever being in professional wrestling again. They know that, so uh, everybody plays along with the game. So you get to be the champion for a while, and then when the man at the top, like Vince McMahon, says, okay, we're going to let the other guy uh, beat you in this next match because you, you had a long run. So it's time to take a bow. We'll make it look good. And uh, that's how it worked with the government, the world controllers. The real government is the world controllers. They control all the uh, national governments fully. And that's how it works. You know, the, the Democrats, Republicans, they're all criminals because they're all willing to play 
the game. You know, they're all like uh, hired employees of the World Wrestling <laughs> Federation. The, uh, um, or the now it's the WWE. The, uh, so when it comes election time, everybody should, no one should vote for anyone who holds a position in the government already. No one. I don't care who they are. Even Rand Paul, because he's, you know, um, he, he hasn't done anything, really, you know. Sure, he's called a couple of people out, but did he get the, you know, he's a member of a political party. That makes him the enemy right there. Unfortunately, that's the way it has to be. We have to get rid of all the Democrats and all the Republicans, and only independents should be elected. And we're talking about independents that are not part of the government now. We need to claim the blackboard, wipe the slate clean. And we have to do it at the upcoming election days. Forget about the old things, the game plan uh, of the past, because then you're playing their game. Yeah? Sure, uh, we hate the Democrats now. We want the Republicans to control the Congress. You know? But at the same time, the top position should be an independent position. The president of the United States should not be the guy on the Democrat ticket or the guy on the Republican ticket. It should be an independent. And I have to say that because I am running again for president of the United States, and you should put my name on the ballot, whether you were a Democrat or Republican, simply because it's going to take an independent person, a non-political person, a person who hates politics like myself, to, uh, you know, gain the most uh, important position and then be able to order the Congress to do what they're getting paid to do. And there's a way to do that. It's not that difficult. Nobody has had the guts to do that in the past. For me, it would be a cakewalk. But I have to get elected to do that. Can I get elected as an independent writing candidate? You bet I can. If I get a support team, you know, but um, I don't. Th I think there's too many chickens out there. Personally, chickens that line up and they have to vote for Democrats or Republicans because they've been brainwashed into doing it. They don't understand that an independent U.S. president would have the upper edge over the Congress, and the Congress—they're all crooks. And when it comes time for the re-election re of the Congress, get rid of them all. You know, vote for anybody but a, a Democrat or Republican. In fact, vote for all independent people, you know? You know, start getting together and do this, you know? You have to plan for this. You have to get together. Hey, I'm running for president of the United States in 2024. Is there anybody out there willing to support somebody who hates this phony shit that government has? Somebody who's not going to be a puppet for the new world order, you know. Uh, you know, everybody lo uh, loved Trump when he won the election. All not everybody, but at the same time, it was uh, you know he he had all that in, in in the palm of his hands, and he didn't know what the hell to do with it. Okay, and I, I'll stand on the stage with him any day, and believe me, he won't get a word of it wise because I know. 10 times more than he does. Sure, you know, I'll hire him for a business advisor. You know, we want to learn how to uh, buy motels and hotels and make profit. Yeah, he'll, he's good for that kind of stuff, but he didn't know how to rule, uh, uh, you know, rule the Congress. He was a failure at that. It's a cakewalk for people like me because I know how to take command of the situation. And if I have the authority of the president of the United States, you can damn well be sure that I'm going to tell the Congress what they're going to do. And they're going to do it. Or they're going to be out the door. Like, you're fired. And I'll have a, a boatload of reasons why I'm firing you. And then tomorrow we'll fire somebody else. <laughs> you know, it ain't that hard to do, really. If you know what to do with the authority you have. And as the President of the United States, you are the most one of the most powerful people on the face of the planet. If you do it, uh, 
in a smart way, you'd be surprised how much you can take care of the Congress, regardless of what party we're talking about holds the majority. Uh, but again, people, you have to stop being duped into voting for Democrats and Republicans, and the same in other countries. Forget about the political parties, you know? The most important thing is the guy at the top, like on a chessboard, the most important piece is the queen. Well, uh, that's where you start. You make sure the person uh, that gets elected as president is not a member of a political party. And you have to uh, get together with groups. It takes a lot of people to do this because you have to uh, make sure that your independent person is put out there uh, in broad daylight and advertised properly. And then you have to have a monitor at each polling booth for that independent candidate. And then that's how you have to pull it off because you can't count on Democrats and Republicans uh, to uh, uh, help elect your independent person. And uh, anybody's smarter than a politician. <laughs> so I've got them all beat already when it comes to that. Plus, like I said, you know, people, you think Trump's great? Well, he wouldn't stand five minutes on stage with him because I'd have him backtracking, acting dumb. He'd be going homina, 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 you know, uh, because, you know, I'm a street person. We know everything on the street. Politicians are nothing but a bunch of pansies, really. So the last, the last person that had real uh, experience in life probably was uh, in America was probably actually Eisenhower and Kennedy a little, but Eisenhower, you know, he had uh, plenty of battle experience. Well, anyhow, we're coming to the end of our show. Listen, this this is Connect the Dots. Tell your friends to tune in next week. Hey, if you got a telephone. You had the opportunity to call in, but I guess I, I don't know. And you weren't in the mood. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to do the countdown now. Hey, check out my 25 re uh, free videos on YouTube. And uh, you can see uh, YouTube versions of the, of the songs I end my show with. Lead guitar solo or You the Party in Time. Uh, check it out. Just Google it in. Or You the Party in Time. P-A-R-T-Y apostrophe N. Kind or you the party in kind, you'll it'll be right there on YouTube. You know, or go to YouTube channel Tom Edison and see the whole lot. Whatever. Look at my Subway Fantasy movie. This is all free. I'm giving you all this stuff to entertain me. I got the three uh, greatest rock and roll uh, documentaries ever out: Subway Fantasy, Subway Fantasy Two, and Subway Fantasy Three. They're not boring, and it's goes way beyond the thing of just having the band playing on the stage. Well, we've all seen that too many, too many, two million, too many times. And uh, followed by that, you'll hear my anthem. I got to be somebody. Could be your anthem too, because I bet you want to be somebody too. Listen to the words. Listen to the end of the song. You'll hear the horse galloping away. Okay, Mr. Engineer, it's time to end the show. Here's the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. I don't want to join, join in my grief 
Stop the love. 